This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fan with the Flagship Fan by Podcast. I am Steven Strum, reporting to you live from this sort of throne of cushions I have built for myself, like the most decadent and opulent king, as a sort of uh, gift to myself on this uh, fine day. I've got kind of, you know, I've got this new mic arm that Jordan forced me to buy, so I can kind of <laughs> just like make this whole big sort of pillow fort out of stuff. I've got like hmm. my mouse balanced on a big foam pillow on my right on my left i've got my regular phone on another pillow that i'm using as kind of like a shelf because i can't type because my stuff is too loud and jordan gets mad at me about that too anyway this is the podcast where i just (laughs) complain about jordan all week i'm joined once again by the wonderful danielle riendo hello i i gotta i gotta stand for my my man's jordan over Mm -hmm. here you know Mm -hmm. Uh, jordan's great Jordan, Jordan is just amazing. wants us to sound great, you know? That's why I felt so bad about, like, constantly complaining about him at the beginning is because <laughs> our wonderful producer, Jordan Mallory, if people don't know, uh, I just got saying a bunch of uh, mean things about him without, like, realizing that I was just kind of lingering them on, and then I started to feel bad, and that's why I needed to mention it. Uh, someone who uh, just constantly feels bad about making other people feel bad is one Nikki Grayson. Wow, that's fucking put that on my goddamn tombstone. <laughs> How up? you doing, Nikki? I'm good. I'm here. Yeah. You know, listen, the bo- the most that we can ask for is continued excellence, right? Yeah. The, the most we can ever ask of anyone is just to be kind of present um, <laughs> and around. Uh, somebody who is, uh, I would say, probably present 99% of the time is Merit Kay. <laughs> I mean, on a good day. Yeah. On a good day. Yeah. 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 99. 99. 99 potions. days. Potions. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Would you allow energy drink in all caps to put a small sticker on your bike, vehicle, truck, and boat for our advert and you get paid $500 weekly? For more information, Wait. click on this link. <laughs> yes. Is that an email we yeah, just absolutely. got? Absolutely. Yeah. I yes. absolutely would. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Energy Drink just sent me a, a text saying that they would like to put a sticker, a small sticker on my bike, absolutely. vehicle, truck, and boat. You should um, take that money, Stephen. That's easy money. I have owned a bike, vehicle, truck, and boat at all different points in my life, but never all at the same time, I don't think. You've owned a boat? What? I've owned a, well, my family owned a boat. We owned oh. a small, a very, very small boat, like a very a small skipper. A skipper. That's what they called them. That's what um, Gilligan mm. was on when they uh, when they crashed. Do you say yeah, skip? It was, a, it was a three hour tour. Yeah, it was a three hour tour on our small boat. We do say mm-hmm. skip. Um, that's mm-hmm. nautical terminology. It means um, forty five degrees to the right. So if somebody tells you to skip, that means that uh, you know you're, you're turning. Do you mean starboard? Nope. Uh, that's fake one. That's only in movies. That's yeah. Port? It's actually they don't say that in real life. Yeah, totally. It's like mush. I can I can corroborate that because I my my dad also was in a boats. Hell yeah, boat club. 
I've talked about this, right? My dad was like a, a boat racer think... for a while. Not on what? this podcast. Not what? on this Sailboats, podcast. Sailboat racing. He did what? that. Like a, like America's Cup. Uh, yeah, I like that. Except he never like uh, he never went pro or anything. Okay. But yeah. um, but was this yeah, for he was. He, yeah, he was big into racing sailboats for a while, and then um, I had to spend a lot of time on a boat as a kid. And at first, it was all sailboats, and then. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he did get a motorized boat. He, did, and, he discovered uh, the power of the internal yeah. combustion engine. Um, but there's like a big thing, like at least there was at the time between like, you know, sailors and uh, just uh, engine people. Um, yeah. sure. it's, it's like, you know, sailors are doing like a craft. They're like, you know, uh, using skills and like tying knots and like right. Right. T- tacking and like. Uh, doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, power boaters are just like, just fucking children. They're, They're just, just like, ha <laughs> ha, motor go burr. Motor go yeah. burr. No, you can't just power your boat with an internal <laughs> combustion engine. <laughs> Four stroke engine go <laughs> That makes a lot of sense to me, so, though. Uh, like, that's a yeah. really different skill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had to. I went to sailing school one year. What? That's right. In the That's summer, right. yeah. And uh, I think Danielle, maybe we've talked about this. On yeah, we office have. hours. Yeah. Uh, it was really boring, and I hated it. I'm like, <laughs> when How I say sailing school, uh, I've forgotten all of them. Oh um, no. Well, no knots. That's like how fast you're going, right? Yeah. See, yeah, I know yeah. that. I know that. Oh, that's good. Um, but it was really boring. And when I say sailing school, it's not like you picture like, oh, so you're all in like a big boat. Um, no. no, you're on like a, a dinghy. Right. And yeah. at one point I fell into the very toxic water. Um, oh. And um, where was this? What what body of water did you fall into? That was in a bay off of Lake Ontario, hmm. which uh, is um, in my uh, my hometown where there is uh, steel production was a big thing for a long time there. Oh. So all right. of the steel companies were just like, oh, what a convenient body of water for us to dump <laughs> <laughs> the byproducts nature has provided for us. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I fell into that good water. And <gasps> that's how I got my superpowers. I was that's gonna my say, origin that, story. That is why you can shoot lasers out of your eyes. <laughs> that's Yeah, that is why I have a tumor just pushing on the the pleasure center of my brain just giving mm-hmm. me depression um, <laughs> all right but um i'm also very tired all the time so i have that going for me oh that's sure cool. okay so yeah. kind of would evens you it out would yeah. you rather swim across that body of water or across the hudson oh wow i have to imagine that for, for <laughs> as bad as the one that i'm talking about is it can't be as bad as mm. the hudson you know Dan- Danielle, what's the nastiest I, I just body of? Say, oh, yeah. Oh, just on this one, wouldn't the Hudson be so much shorter? Like crossing yeah. the Hudson must be so much shorter. I mean, than it's crossing. kind of a moot point because I'm not swimming across anything. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. But okay, you know, it's worse than the Hudson. I yeah. think is the Gowanus Canal. Oh Ooh. my God! There's just, there's straight, there's bodies in that one. The Gowanus Canal <laughs> has gonorrhea. Um, Wait, is what? How bad that Fuck. that is. The um, Gowanus Canal is a canal that, like, in Brooklyn, is like 
I don't know, like 15 or 20, not even, like 10 blocks long, basically. And mm-hmm. it like comes mm-hmm. in from the bay, like through Red Hook and then deep into oh. Gowanus. Um, <laughs> and then it's just a body of water that what's got gonorrhea. There's also a very good barbecue place right on the water. Oh, what, what's I, it called? Red uh, Pig Beach. Oh, okay. Pig place Beach. Is good. That sounds so, so yeah. cute, though. When you it's said like Gowanus, the little mutated pigs that are in that bay level in Banjo Tooie, right. Banjo Kazooie's sequel, oh. but they are mutated little piggies. They all have like extra eyes and extra tails. And that's where the flavor comes from. <laughs> right. Most of the flavor is stored in the head. And so if you just give more head parts, um, that, that just, like, it's a force multiplier on taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I was going to ask you earlier, Danielle, it feels like we've maybe moved past it, but I did want to know, Dan, like this seems like a, like yeah. a fitness related sort of thing for you. Sure, um, sure. What is the nastiest body of water you ever swam in? Oh God, probably some Rhode Island beaches that are like, I'm sure that Rhode Island is just like, what sewage? Just put it on the beach. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh-huh. I'm sure. I'm sure that's, mm. that's one of them. We've got a lot of beautiful beaches in Rhode Island. We also oh. have beaches that you might not call the most beautiful. Uh, but it's sand and it's water, and it means you can go and you can you eat your Rhode Island snacks, and you have your most Rhode Island incident you've ever seen in your life. For example, oh, when I once yeah. saw, I'll I'll be brief. I'm going to tell the briefest story you'll no, ever please. hear from me, which is the most Rhode Island story I've ever encountered in my life. Which was some people were like feeding some birds, and a very Rhode Island middle-aged woman, probably in her fifties, came over and said. And by the way, they weren't laughing. I just want this to be clear. Uh huh. I know you're not- laughing now. But when they're shitting all over you, you won't be laughing no more. And then stormed <laughs> off in a huff. Wow. That's <laughs> everything you need to know. Uh, I love the idea that the fucking birds would imprint on them and just like, no, nah, I'm a fucking zero in on this motherfucker yeah. and yep. just drop it on them. She was uh, so upset. Was wow. Danielle, have you ever been to Gooseberry Beach? I don't think so. Where's Gooseberry Beach? It's in Newport. Gooseberry oh, Beach. I mean, I've, is that I like you go there? You go there like with your with your sweetie, and then with like a third person who mm-hmm. is sort of just like getting in the way, right? And, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like because they're like a gooseberry, and it's that's not a term Hazard that anyone Beach? really knows. But and that's the only beach in Rhode Island I've ever been to. It's right Was next that to Hazard Beach, which is very Hazard funny. Beach. It's, that it's is literally a, right next is, to yeah, Hazard Beach. The beach is called Hazard Beach. Why there's a bunch of sharp rocks that? on. Well, there's a bunch of sharp rocks on that side. <laughs> okay, so they were like, hmm, <laughs> what is the most defining feature of this beach? <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of sharp rocks on that side, and then on the other side is like the um, like uh, the Kennedy House. Like all of the mansions oh, are over there right. on the other side. Yeah. Um, and that's where the Kennedys lived. So when he said uh, nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys, he was referring to exactly. the fact that they weren't on Hazard Beach. They were on the good that's beach. That's correct. They were on the good mm, beach. Yeah. Okay. Belmont yep. Beach. Yep. The, you know, the the body of water I experienced the most as a child in a landlocked non-coastal town. <laughs> uh-huh. The Pacific Ocean. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean. Uh, no, my grandparents on my mother's side uh, had a farm. Um, it's still in the family, but they don't run it anymore. Um, and behind the farm, um, it, it was like a big giant, like about like 50 feet behind the farm. It's like a big giant dip into the ground, like kind of a, not a, not a hill or a ravine necessarily. It's not yeah. big enough for that, but Just ba- a pit. Well, not even a pit. Cause it's, it's long. It's like, it was a, uh, it is what, if you were living in the Midwest, you would call a crick. 
Oh, I see. Mm. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And we had a we had a crick down there that we used to go and build like bridges and forts and stuff out of wood that we found in the in the forest. Um and to cross over the water periodically. And also there was a big giant culvert, like a big giant round metal tube that was burrowed into like a hillside. And you could walk through this like incredibly long metal tunnel that was full of nasty, gross water. And that was like when you were eight years old and on a farm at your parents or at your grandparents' house and all they had was a Sega Genesis with a bunch of old games that you didn't want to play. <laughs> um, it was fun to walk through that uh, giant culvert to the other side because it was like this weird whole other world at that point because it's like, whoa, where are we even now? We walked That sounds cool so as far. hell. It was actually like one of the most formative experiences yeah. in my childhood. It was like a Sounds huge cool deal. But yeah, I, I love that shit um, for sure. But it was also probably if I went back there now. Yeah. So Jordo in the chat does asks, um, how many poison spider bites did you get in there? <laughs> uh, if I went back there now, I bet that place is just a fucking just toxic. I bet that place is. It, you could like probably find me. like animal like animals, too, in there. Oh, yeah, we did. I mean, we definitely did. The, like that that whole side of kind of that land was fenced off and cattle were just allowed to graze around out there and stuff. So there was a bunch of cattle and we Those would ride cows around. Are very strong. <laughs> cows are incredibly strong and powerful. Um, we would um, herd them into there sometimes on four wheelers. I think I've told that story before about oh, how we used to yeah. ride around on four wheelers. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, four by fours. If you're actually referring to them, what they're really called, not what we called them mm. here. Um, or ATVs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I grew I, I spent a lot of time on a farm. There's not really a lot more to that story, so we can move on <laughs> to more mm. uh, interesting people. Uh, what have you all been up to this week? Um, Fucking all Katie does now is play Spellbreak. Okay, you know. I see. I on my note list here, I was going to ask: uh, Is Katie still playing Spellbreak? Yeah, that's all she does. She wakes up and says, "Good morning, Nicholas," and I say, "Good morning, Catherine," <laughs> and I say, "Are you going to play Spellbreak now?" And she says, "Nothing," because she's already in the room playing Spellbreak. Um, folks, uh, I mean, it's a good video game, and watching it, I think is how I like to consume it. Right. Um, because Catherine just yells at the screen and moves like she's playing Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> oh, like moves like her shoulders. Yeah. And right. Yeah. And stuff? Nice. It's okay. very, it's very fun. Um, <laughs> the, the skill ceiling in that game is wide. Or the skill curve, I mean, is wild. Skill curve. Okay. Um, it is, it is not like any other uh, battle royale. Cause like, well, maybe Fortnite, because like Fortnite is definitely a situation where you can be shooting at a person and then all of a sudden they're a building and you're like, oh, I guess I'm dead now. But like there's a there's a combination of techniques that you can use in Spellbreak that are like that. Remember, I remember when I talked about it last week, I was like, oh, this game doesn't have enough verticality, which is weird. It's like bad map design. It's like, actually, no, 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 no. There is a lot of verticality. It's just not based on the map. It's based on abilities. Oh, um, OK. So that's how you go up. So a lot of people are just like using these wild movement texts to get like 65 feet in the air. Right. And then they're using the ice stuff to slow themselves down in midair and then just getting these ridiculous shots. Oh, um, OK. And it's really cool. Um, but yeah, it is still at its core battle royale. Right. Catherine says that the reason she plays it is because there's no other game that she's played 
Or if you succeed, you make other people stop playing the video game. And she thinks that there's, she thinks that that's a that's a conceptually grim idea, um, but one that she loves very much. That's right. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, but you've fallen off of playing it. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, yeah, mm. because I can't because right. she's playing it. Oh, oh no. do you only have one device that will run? Smoker? Well, so the, everything can play it, but it is a situation where she's like, we either are playing it together or she's like, well, you're not going to play with me. I guess I'll just play by myself. And uh, it's like, oh, okay. okay. That's fine. Wow. Um, but yeah, spell break is cool. the game is, is our game of the house. Your game of <laughs> game the house. Of do, you, the house. <laughs> do you think like, even just as somebody who's just watching the game be played a lot, do you think that that could like, put it on like a game of the year type contender? Or do you think this is a thing that's going to last for another like week or two and then be done? I'm very curious to see how they, uh, like the things that they add. So it doesn't have seasons yet. Um, okay. But there's a, there's a part that says like chapters, but it's been grayed out since launch. The game's also technically not out yet. It's in early access, but oh. like, so is Fortnite. So like whatever. No, Fortnite's um, out, isn't it? Oh, sorry. You're right. Fortnite is out. But it was in early access for like thirty years. Right. Um, this PUBG game is Mobile still in, also just came. Sorry. Yeah. P- yeah. PUBG Mobile uh, also Thank just you, came please. out. Beta very recently. Call it by its Christian name, PUBG Mobile. Thank <laughs> you. Plunk Bat Mobile. Plunk Bat Mobile finally came into one and it was just like it was kind of a weirdly eye opening thing for me of just realizing like oh god like. No battle royale has ever actually come out until 2020, huh? Like they've all yeah, just they said all came hey, out this year. Yeah, I'm really excited for Fortnite to finally be able to get Game of the Year. <laughs> um, God. Stupid. Uh, fucking what was I saying? Oh, so I'm excited to see like what they add because like the cosmetics, like okay, fine, whatever. But like mechanics wise, like you can add more elements. Right. But then, like, you would have to be introducing entirely new systems, and then it's a conversation of, like, do you add some elements and then remove some of the other ones? Or, like, do you just keep adding on... You keep adding these systems together that, like, create... Because there's already, like, tertiary combinations that you can create, right? So, for example, like, you can have the ice power eventually will turn into water because it melts, and then you can electrocute... those like puddles of water or you can poison those puddles of water so it's like three things on top of each other but the ice will cancel out poison so it's like it's like multi-layered just like in real life just like in real life um but i'm just curious to see what kind of stuff they add gameplay wise because i don't know how interesting like another map sure but like well there's like it's not Oh, go ahead. I watched a tiny bit of the game over the weekend. Um, and there, but because the, there's more than just like the gauntlets that have the two different like spells that you can cast, right? There's like other right loot there's that has, like, like, there's and whatnot. So, yeah, so there's like ability token things, and the abilities are like they give you the there's there's different rarities, and then the core ability is the same. So, it's like you can you can fly for X amount of time, you can go invisible for X amount of time, you get like uh, a thing that shows you where enemies for are for a like, specific amount of time. Um, and they can add more of those. But it's, you know how, like, in in Apex, it was very obvious that you could be like, oh, you could add a character that does this. You can add a character, or in Overwatch, it's like you add a character that takes abilities away. You get Sombra, or you add mm-hmm. a, a character oh. that, like, has increased shields, like something like that. You but mean like, the worst I, I, types of characters yes, in these correct. games? Yes, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, one that stops you from playing it. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 great. 
But like, I, I just don't know like what kind of stuff, but that's why I don't make the games. That's I just true. talk about them. So, I mean, one of the things that I noticed was um, the, a thing. I'll, we could move on, I promise. But uh, one of the things I noticed about this thing um, from watching it was there was this part where the characters were moving around like a labyrinth, like just a it looked like a Minotaur's labyrinth type looking mm. area. I was like, oh, right, because it's a fantasy one of these. It's not yeah. guns and stuff. So they can just kind mm. of do that on this yeah. thing. And then, of course, people are just flying into and out of that thing and just kind of skipping the whole hedge maze aspect (laughs) of it altogether. But like it did make me think, Oh, there's a lot of room to, cause Fortnite does this because Fortnite just there. It has an internal logic and it has an internal consistency, but it's, it's just basically dream logic. It's just whatever they fucking want it to be. Um, and then they just kind of build on top of that. But in this, it's like, oh, yeah, it's fantasy shit. So they can basically add whatever they want. If they wanted to add the ability to grow wings or something, because you get a wings spell and then you can just literally fly and have like air aerial dog fights or something. They could theoretically add that and it would fit within the consistency of their world. And things like of that nature would be kind of interesting to see. Um, yeah. I would um, I'm curious to see how that game continues to do, because it's it's in this category of game in my head of like, I feel like every couple of months there is just a zeitgeist game. I feel like I'm sure Fall Guys is still extremely popular right now, but I feel like Fall Guys popularity in our specific circles completely dropped off the face of the earth like a week and a half ago. And now Spellbreak is in that slot for a lot of people. For sure. Mm. Um, can I, I do have one other brand new thing. I'm just going to really quickly drop this chat into the link. And if someone else can just kind of read the URL that <laughs> oh. I put in there, oh, um, okay. really well, fast. We've got, uh, www.twitch.tv slash Chuck E. Cheese. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now if Charles you click on, go e. ahead and, Cheese. yeah, if you go ahead and click on that link, kind of just explain to me kind of what you're looking at oh, my on the screen. Fucking God. Aha, I see. Oh my god. So so Charles Entertainment Cheese has become a VTuber. He's a VTuber. Well, is he a VTuber if that's his actual body? Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> Wait, is this a puppet or a person in a suit? Uh, I think it's a person in a suit, Danielle. I think there's a person in a Wait, seat sitting in a sitting in a bedroom. How do they see the fucking game through the bad eye hole? Oh, things. they're not playing. The, the the person on this camera is so. Okay, I so don't this- like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I only like this if the 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 Charles Cheese himself is playing the fucking thing. Jordan's saying this is 100% a puppet. I, I think Jordan might be right is the other thing, um, which means that this definitely isn't the same person playing as the puppet. Oh well, no. Well. Wait, is somebody okay? When you're shooting this, do you think that the Charles Entertainment Cheese is silent and there's somebody yelling at him, "Be happy, be sad, be excited, be happy, be sad"? Do you think that's what's happening? Yes, (laughs) I don't think there's another way. Fuck! This is grim. This is grim. Oh yeah. This is so. We need to to say what is actually happening here because we were just talking. Uh, What Nikki has done is he's shared a link to us of. Twitch.tv slash Chuck E. Cheese, uh, and it is someone playing Fall Guys, actually, appropriately enough. And someone. It, someone. <laughs> we're not sure. I, I don't see multiple someones. I don't see puppet hands on a controller is all I'm saying. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, show hand, hand check. Yeah, <laughs> check for the puppet. Uh, and in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen on a camera, uh, on a sort of picture-in-picture, as if you were perhaps getting a mid-roll ad 
uh, there is a picture of a <laughs> puppet we, we think of Chuck E. Cheese, the, the redesigned new version of Chuck E. Cheese, um, commenting and holding up a whiteboard that just says Big Yeetus in but all constantly caps. Constantly yeah. Big Yeetus. Oh my God. He loves Big Yeetus. I don't and like, like reacting, grim. you know, there's a lot of like emotional reaction happening. Like he will uh, oh, throw back the left. maw oh. of his head and and vibrate as if he's laughing. And well, then he just go? left. Charles left the frame. <laughs> the, does so, he have to go to the bathroom? Like, does he need to eat pizza? Like, what's he going to do? Did you? No, he, he needs just, to go he disinfect just, the table. Well, he, no, he's <laughs> typing now. He said, bruh, brutal. Super. No, no, he did. no. This is a, that's a grim fucking message. No. Just Chuck E. Cheese, bruh. Chuck E. Cheese oh, holding sucks. up a sign that says Big Yeetus. I mean, also, you all know that Chuck E. Cheese is the grimmest fucking shit in the world right now, right? Did you guys yeah. see that 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 mm. ad, that TV spot that they did? No. Uh, they did a TV spot, like, I think it was, like, two days ago, it was over the weekend or something, and there was a TV spot for Chuck E. Cheese saying, which, I thought Chuck E. Cheese had died. I thought that was gone. No. <laughs> Charles um, is still, Charles is still with us, and it's actually kind of rude that you would assume that Charles was no longer with us. <laughs> he's sorry. back on screen, by the way, he's back, and he's doing oh, he's the vibration back. of the face thing that reads oh, as no. a laugh, but... For pup- oh, but his puppet for yeah. for Danielle Riendo, uh, number one puppet expert for fan uh, for fanbite as a far space farscape expert. You are also a puppet uh, yes. expert. Yes, indeed. Um, mm-hmm. And no, they had a TV spot over the weekend or something like that where they were basically like, "Hey, mom, bring your kids back to Chuck E. Cheese because we're all wearing masks and are disinfecting all the tables and the ski balls and here's a bunch of uh, images of children wearing face masks running around uh, Chuck E. Cheese having fun that's and grim. can you so, fucking can you fucking imagine can you that's imagine hell. going that's into that's what a, hell looks like that's oh what, my hell, God. what hell looks like and you know what the portal to hell is in a Chuck E. Cheese it's the fucking ball pit because can you imagine going into the ball <laughs> oh pit during God. COVID-19 can you it's imagine the number of children fuck. in there <gasps> oh, oh my god I'd do it <laughs> <laughs> I mean listen think about this think about this if you if you put your kid in there and they come out without it that means they're very powerful and very strong oh, you Nikki. think so yeah you think so you think that's what my I'm sister saying? my sister got uh fuck what's that what is it called uh rosacea Rosacea is a thing. I don't know. Yeah, if my sister got my sister got rosacea. Yeah, 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 yeah. My sister got rosacea when she was four from a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, Wait, I didn't know rosacea was contagious. Well, I mean, psoriasis? she got it. Maybe yeah, it wasn't rosacea. Jordan does say it's not. Yeah, it I psoriasis, don't think it, perhaps? She got, maybe, she got uh, something from a Chuck E. Cheese. And I mean, listen, there's based. plenty of horrifying skin conditions that are contagious. So don't, <laughs> yes. even, wor- don't even, got, even worry about it. Okay? Yeah, she got for, one of those. Thanks for the reminder. Uh, um, Jordan also points out that uh, Jordan, uh, known fact checker for fanbite.com, also confirms that psoriasis also isn't contagious. Yeah. It's, mm. yeah. Well, hey, you're not anyway. wrong, Jordan. You're not wrong at all. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are just some of the things that you won't get from Chuck E. Cheese, but uh, that doesn't narrow down the list that much. Um, yeah, it's probably some kind of fungus. 
Hey, Merritt, you, know, you want to take uh, us out of yeah, here? Yeah, can we not talk about... <laughs> can you bring us to someplace nice and friendly? Or I don't know, maybe they drive uh, cool, fast cars for a long time. Vroom, or, vroom. Yeah, vroom. Mario vroom. Kart Everyone has a at your no! race, sure. Start your engines. There's okay. no Toads here. No Sonics <laughs> either. No it's Sega special. and Sonic all star No, it's not that one. It's <laughs> Sonic... T- no, it's uh, Hot Shot Racing... <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, perfect not nothing to do with hotshot golf uh now known as everybody's golf different thing always known as everybody's golf in europe interesting yeah. interesting uh well uh hotshot racing is actually called racing royale in europe oh really oh it's called racing royale and in japan it's called doki doki racing <laughs> So uh, uh, those are two great references that are almost jokes. Uh, hey, we laughed at them. Yeah, listen, let's leave these jokes. jokes in the dust as we blast off the starting nice. line into a whimsical race full of dinosaurs because dinosaurs do exist for real in this world. Oh, um, that's fun. There, are, there are just dinosaurs there sometimes, but. Yeah, it's a racing game. I uh, I don't know. I'm trying to play more stuff that um, isn't sort of like in my wheelhouse. Right. Um, and is a wheelhouse where they keep wheels? That's for- where the steering wheels go. Yeah. Oh, that's what that is. Right. That's, that's why they call it. That's why they call it cheese, that. A fancy mm-hmm. grilled cheese restaurant. Oh in my, my god, I would oh. kill for a grilled cheese sandwich right now. I would fucking kill Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh wow! They make good tater tots. Okay, no, no, no. I wouldn't like, kill I'll Sonic. Just give Listen, you, I'll get you a grilled cheese. It'll be really fast. No, Sonic, you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'd do it for free. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to play more stuff that's not in my kind of zone. And so yeah. I was like, uh, some people in the Fanboy Discord, which is uh, fanboy.casa, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, were talking about Hotshot Racing by Sumo Digital, who are the team who did the Sonic racing games. Right, yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And the racing sections in uh, Disney Infinity. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, good for them. <laughs> Also, and, uh, I think a uh, little big planet karting and mod nation mm-hmm. racers. Wow, that is also so they've correct. sort of been all over the place. So yeah. they know their they've, stuff. They've drifted their own zone, <laughs> right? <if you> will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also made Crackdown Three. They also oh made God. Crackdown Three. So let's put <laughs> anyway, the brakes let me open up on their Crackdown. Page. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, it's like an arcade racing game. It's like a Daytona kind of, or like an Outrun sort of. I feel like okay. I've seen this kind of game come up like come out maybe like a half a dozen different times over the past year or two of just yeah. like we're getting to the point now where people are nostalgic for like Sega Saturn style or like arcade low poly stuff right um mm-hmm. and also those games fit really well with like sort of vaporwave aesthetics or like kind of just like vaguely like alt history kind of like everything's sort of like more optimistic and like sure. colorful. Uh, so, so it's like sort of, I think the, the time is really ripe for this type of game. And, uh, yeah, I've been playing through a bunch of it. Um, it's an arcade racer. So like, you're just like a person driving a car, right? There are characters and stuff and there are different cars and you can like customize them, but there's no like, uh, you know, you don't like shoot, stuff out of your car 
Sure. Um, but it's not a wipeout necessarily. It's not a wipeout. It's like a more of like an F zero, I guess. If you were gonna, oh. hey, remember Extreme G? I do. I love. Yeah, that game where you were so like in much. a future bike. Yeah. That was really good. That was a really good one of those. But love um, yeah, so it's like a lot of like drifting and stuff. Um, the drifting took some getting used to because in like I feel like in car racers, it's just like, oh, I will turn the stick and hold the button, and then I drift, and then I let go and do a big boost. In this game, it's more a little more like it would be in like a real racing game or like oh. a simulation where like when you hit that brake, you sort of lose control of your back tires, like back two tires. And then um, if you overcorrect when you're trying to come out of the drift, you sort of just like fishtail. Oh, um, okay. So you're basically trying to drift around corners to get to like build up your boost meter and then you get boosts. You don't like just boost by doing drifts. Um, it seems like there's pretty aggressive rubber banding because I'm always, uh-huh. it's really hard to get ahead of the pack. And so what I always do is just save a boost right until the end of the race, and just boost <laughs> ahead of everyone. Um, but I don't know. It's like, it's fun. Um, I think they said they're adding a lot of stuff to it pretty soon. Cause it just came out like last week. Okay. But, uh, there's some stuff that I like, all the courses are really flat, which is weird because I feel like in those games, there was always like a sense of like moving up and down, even outrun right. did that. Right. Of just like, it sort of hid the road from you by making mm-hmm. you like turn and like go up and down and stuff. Um, all the races are like really flat. Um, also one of the characters one time said the cake was a lie and I almost uninstalled oh. the game. Yeah. Um, so merit. So I, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I, I just have such low tolerance for that fucking shit. Yeah. And like the, the other characters say like other quips and stuff. And some of them are just like, kind of like whatever. But that was the only one where I was like, you can't, it's 2020. You fucking can't do this anymore. Like the statute of limitations has passed. You will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Right. For your crimes. Um, but yeah, I want to play with other people. Cause I'm, I'm, I've never really played like a racing game like this with, with other people. So I'm curious about that. It's it's always funny to me because like I guess Sonic the those Sonic racing games are also very popular and I've I know that there are people out there who like swear by them as like the best in the genre but for as fucking just incredibly popular as Mario Kart is it seems like not a lot of other people like try to ape this not in the like triple A even double A like space it seems like a lot of the games that have been kind of trying to recreate this sort of thing since like, you know, PlayStation three. Cause again, there was mod nation racers. Sony did take a stab at it too, but I feel like not a lot of people try this and it's mostly just indie folks or, or smaller uh, self-published places. Like I think, I don't think this has a major publisher behind it. It's just sumo, right? Uh, it's sumo. It's curve digital was the publisher. Okay. So they, not a huge uh, publisher though. No, they're like an indie type size publisher too they they published a, a human fall flat a few years right. ago right okay um and a few other like for the king i think uh yeah a bunch of stuff like they did publish a narcos game last year apparently oh. yeah. narcos rise of the cartels oh they published ember remember that oh yeah remember oh, ember fire. and ollie ollie yeah Oh, okay. So yeah, they've they, they, okay they, games in there. They're yeah, kind of the like, flame and the flood. Thomas was alone. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, I like so, Flame in the Flame. Motorsport manager for Nintendo Switch. Oh, oh. Sounds like they're kind of in a similar space to where Devolver was like five years ago, maybe. Mm, yeah. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. eight years mm-hmm. ago. Fuck, when did Hotline Miami come <gasps> out? Anyway. They published Proteus. Oh, my God. Oh, Proteus Ooh. is cool. Proteus, Proteus is good. Um, you know, another game that I have memories of being good, but I'm not entirely sure if it still is today is killer seven. Hey, do you know that killer seven is on steam? (laughs) Yeah, I did actually know this. Did you know that you could just play killer seven on steam two years ago? And like, no one told me, I guess, um, (laughs) because yeah, I, I forget even how I saw it. I think it was like on sale or something. And I was like, what the fuck? This game is on Steam. Like, okay. I mean, it's been on my list for a long time. Um, Wow. It's hard to get into. It's really. uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, it's just a little like, you know, for people who never played it, it, it made a lot of choices that were very like intentionally. It's like Suda's masterpiece, right? Like it's his, his, favorite game I think that he's made or like the most important game or whatever that he's, he has made according to him. And, uh, they do a lot of things like you don't just like walk around. It's like on rails, but you're like walking forward or back. Like you turn around by pressing a different button. Right. And then you go into a first person mode where you have to like scan the room for these like suicide bomber zombies who try to grab onto you and explode. Yep. When, and when you say it's on rails, you don't mean like in a res or like a house no. of the dead. It's like no, no, literally, no. yeah. You like have you control can, of the character. You hold a button to go forward. Right. Like there's a go button. Yeah. And then when you hit a like a branching path, like these kind of like comic style, like things like appear on the screen and you have to hold the direction of one of them to go that way. Uh-huh. Um, and... Um, yeah. yeah, one of my people died really early on, and I was like, okay, so is, do I just not have that guy anymore? Is he just gone forever? And I had to, like, look it up because I guess there is, like, a help thing of, like, there's that bondage man who uh, explains uh-huh. everything. The, you know, there's a ghost of a man in a bondage suit that mm-hmm. explains things to you. He's sort of the tutorial man in the game. That makes sense. He is yeah. the ghost of someone that... Uh, you killed that Har- Harlan Smith, uh, Harman. I think it's Harlan. Harlan uh, is the the main dude who is actually seven people. Uh, yeah, he's seven people because he has a power where he is seven people. Oh, it's Har- yeah, and, you're right. Uh, it's Harman Smith, by the way. Harman Smith, yeah. Um, <laughs> who he has can turn into these different people? A, a condition that is known as multifoliate personae phenomenon. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, so you, you can become these different people who sometimes have different powers and, uh, you're running through these buildings and then these weird zombies appear and you have to go into first person mode and like shoot like special (laughs) targets and then they explode into blood and then you get their blood and then you turn their blood into serum by using a TV and then a man does it on an infomercial. Okay. And then you, uh, you use the blood to level up. So it's kind of Bloodborne. It's Bloodborne, basically. It's like Bloodborne, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like a one-to-one with Bloodborne. But, but it, it does have, like, 
a, like a weird sort of pseudo incomprehensible story style thing. Oh, that, like like a blood yeah, no, yeah. it's it's like yeah. Oh, in the future, um, the world signed a treaty to end all wars, and so we just launched all nukes into the upper atmosphere and then blew them up. Uh-huh. Um, and then they shut down all plans in the internet, and so now there's just like expressways around the planet. But then there's this terrorist group called Heaven Smile, which is such that, a good name. It's a very good name, and they have they have this virus that uh, gives. They have like a bomb inside of them that they can just run at people and like grab them and explode. Uh, very strange. <laughs> it's like obviously strange. Like that's, but uh, I I do want to point out one thing here that I think is funny about the about the seven personalities that the character uh, Harmon Smith is able to manifest, uh, mm-hmm. if I if, if I may. Um, so multifoliate persona, persona phenomenon. This condition allows him to physically transform into one of his seven assassin personae. African-American Garcian Smith, aggressive Irish-American Dan Smith, Japanese-American female Kaede Smith, white British albino Kevin Smith. <laughs> okay. Yes. You can yes. Tra- in Killer Seven. You can transform it to an albino named Kevin Smith. You can, yeah. You can pwn your enemies' taints and. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is hell. Um, uh, but yeah, they all have like different. They all have like different guns and abilities and stuff, right? That's. Like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, but if one of if one of those personas die, then just that one persona is dead. That not one persona is dead, and then you have to switch to Garcian Smith, and he can do a mini game to bring their head back to life. Yeah, just their just so, the head. Well, the, he finds their head in a bag and then brings them back to life as people. Okay, and that's uh, I didn't understand that i had to look it up but when this game came out this came out in 2005 right which, so at the time i saw it and was just like what is this right um and th- basically the reason that um uh, no more heroes like this game is the reason that no more heroes got made um because it did fairly well um yeah it was it was in a time where like this is not too long after katamari damasi came out in the US. Mm. It was like weird-ish games like this being translated and fully localized officially into English was still kind of novel. And I feel like this game benefited highly from just like word of mouth at the time. Right, right. Yeah, I think at the time, because people were just like, what like this is not something that I've like really seen in like a major console game. Uh and um so it was it was sort of a a big deal i think as the first time that a lot of people saw a game that was just like what if we just didn't do any of the things that people like want like what if we just didn't let you walk around like freely what if it's just like an on rails thing what if we just like didn't explain the story very much um and uh and now you know i think it's a lot more common. So looking back, it's a little like, okay, so yeah, I mean, like I can kind of see it's, I think it's one of those games that maybe suffers in hindsight a little bit as like, that's what I was wondering, sort of seeing some of the things that it did be done by other people and maybe in more interesting ways, but probably, I don't know. Better. Yeah. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, I really liked normal heroes when it came out. Um, and I like that, 
I don't know. I think Killer 7 is in ways a more pure distillation of just like the, because in that game you can see the, all of these other things of like, oh no, you can move around freely. It's like, right. you get to, you get a cool sword and stuff. Whereas this is just very much like, no, this is my vision. And uh, y- you can come along if you want, but yeah. uh, no, don't no expect me has... to explain it to you. Right. No More Heroes has like weirdness in the presentation and the character being like such a fucking dirtbag goofball and like references to things. But the right. gameplay is at its core. Just it's a third person action game. Whereas like Killer 7 yeah. is like, you know, this is right around the time that Resident Evil 4 came out and like, oh, shit, third person over the shoulder shooters have been completely reinvented. And then here's somebody else saying like, hey, what if I made the thing that has none of that stuff you like? Uh, and, yeah. 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 And yeah, also yeah. it was cell shaded and super violent. Um, yeah. Uh, very cool. I'm actually really interested to hear if you make it all the way through that. I bought, they put out that other Suda game uh, that was like, I think a PS one game or a Saturn game or something like that. They put out like an HD remake of it. And then they put out a sequel to that. And I bought that over like last week, which is like the, the silver case. That's what that's called. Right. Wait. Oh, that's like a, it's like a visual novel type thing. I want to yeah. say it's pre killer seven. Um, and I bought that and then I saw that the sequel was on sale. So I've actually, I've reinstalled both of those and I'm kind of curious to go back and play some of that stuff and like, see what like even earlier pseudo stuff looks like, uh, personally, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, another game I actually really want to hear about or a piece of DLC rather that I want to hear a ton about is, uh, when Danielle brought, uh, the outer world's peril on Gorgon this week. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of it. I've been playing it really compulsively. It's bringing me back to the fact that this game, uh, and I guess just this format, is just like a compulsion. Just completely Mm. a compulsion. Like, I play this game, and I wrote about this, like, actually, you know, God, it's going to be close to a year ago now when this first came out. (laughs) Feels like Um, so long ago. Honestly, 27 years ago when Outer Worlds came out and every time we said Outer Worlds, we meant Outer Wilds. And every time we said Outer Wilds, we meant Outer Worlds. And it was a wild time for everybody. Uh, But yeah, it is really beefy. It is really beefy DLC. I have put like 12, 13 hours into it and I'm still not even close kind of to the end. But I'm also I'm saying that with the caveat that I am compulsively playing it and it is basically like a hundred percenting quest like it does this to me i don't know why it does this to my brain uh but this game kind of did this to me where i felt the need to do every quest because they're all kind of similar and fun and i just like this world and i like kind of reading the writing and and hearing from the characters that i enjoy so much kind of doing things so nice I, i i sort of started it on my like alternate save i had played so much of the game i played like 15 16 hours of the game uh and like restarted a save basically because a bunch of shit went wrong blah 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 blah. i'm playing it in that save where i have ellie uh i had forgotten to get ellie i missed ellie entirely on like my first right we talked about that yeah yeah we talked about a while ago and she's like the cool medic like rogue ass medic with a super gay haircut so i was like of course i gotta play i gotta play her I gotta hang out with Ellie. I gotta hang out with uh, my internal avatar who's just me <laughs> in the video game. It's just me. Well, she's like 
secretly rich. So I'm like, oh, uh, all right, maybe that's she ain't me, I guess. But like, because I'm I'm also doing her little quest. Like I decided to just be like, oh, this is a great excuse for me to do that too. And like when one of the new DLC quests brought me to the same area, I was like, oh, I might as well do those too. And it turns out she's from a rich family and her family, uh. like uh, when she disappeared, they like, bought out her insurance policy. There's like a whole fucking thing Oops. with it. Uh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's grim. I mean, the whole game is like this very grim, like anti-corporate, but cartoon colored in space, anti-corporate Western. So that's that's the whole fucking vibe. So, and this is this is very much in that uh, in that realm. There is like one really, really big quest, like a real, like I want to call it, I'm probably in the last section of the kind of main quest of the DLC. And again, I've put like 12, 13 hours into this at this point and several kind of side quests from there. There's a whole like new planet basically um, with lots and lots and lots of stuff to do. It's Gorgon, which if you remember in the in the game, everything is like a, a, a very fucked up corporation owns like everything and everything's kind of a company town. This is a spacer's choice uh, outpost where they were making Adrena time, which is the drug that, you know, makes everything uh, go in slow motion. You're in really fast motion. So like it's kind of the story. Vats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is, um, uh, it's the kind of backstory of how this was developed. And of course it's dangerous and it fucks everybody up and it's addictive and makes everybody, you know, uh, really fucked up and all that kind of stuff. And about like, you know, the, the sort of corporate, uh, malfeasance of it and how much they covered it up and you're uncovering the truth. So there's almost like a little detective story aspect to it that's a lot of fun. You are yeah. uh, employed by one of the uh, main scientist's uh, kids, like her rich-ass daughter is like employing you to like, no cost, no problem, I'll pay you anything to find out what happened to my mom and like what, what happened there kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really fun. I also am playing this like, such a Pavlovian response. Like I'm playing it. I'm like, loot everything, must grab everything, must get everything, and then must kill all bad guys. And I kill them with my prismatic hammer, which of course, thank you, Steven, you, you yeah. put that guide together in the first week of the game of how to get the easy button for the game, which is the prismatic <laughs> hammer. It just kills everything. You just melee the shit out of everything and it dies, which is great. I think they did uh, nerf it because I think it was like literally broken at launch, but even now it's still very good. If I'm it's not mistaken. still yeah, if you put enough points into the right things, it's basically the easy button for the game. Like, it really is, which I'm so fine with because I don't think the combat in this game is, like, the greatest thing in the universe. So, right. you know, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's just not, like, terribly interesting. I had uh, heard and then, that it was, oh, yeah, like, I had heard that Paralon Gorgon was, like, very combat focused because it's, like, I had heard, like, the description that, like, oh, on the on Gorgon, on this asteroid where all this takes place, it was, like, this big multi-level dungeon that you almost like have to fight your way up from the bottom of or something like that. Am I wrong in that? I mean, in terms of like the actual topography, it's it's like a asteroid with tons of mountains. So there is almost like a structure of like this area uh, of it, you know, it has multi multiple levels and this area of it has multiple levels. And there are like the lower level has all these features. And then the higher levels have these, you know, big ass set pieces that you need to go in there. There is a lot of combat in it, but I wouldn't call it like a dungeon. I would call it Okay. It, it actually has a fuckload of story content. Like again, uh -oh. lots of little side quests and and goofy little things to kind of do and then, you know, the kind of uh two very meaty, I would call them side quests where it's like there is an uh, a story bit in this area. There's a story bit in this area. There's a story bit in this area. So there's tons of story content in it. Like a lot more than I expected to be honest. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's just really 
fully featured. I, I, bursting, like a, whatever f- the fake bananas are called in this game. <laughs> like right, bursting yeah. with content, you might say. Um, yeah, makes- it, I mean, it's, fu- it's fun, but I am also like, this puts me in such a place where I'm like, am I like having fun or am I just like, I need to slam the button for looting mm. things so hard and that's giving me like brain juice. <laughs> like, I'm just like, loot, 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 loot. And is this I, your I did, destiny? I, <laughs> I, it might be because I'm just like, oh, that, look at all that loot. Look at all these buried things. Look at all these little things that I can hack into. And, I, and I've, and i of course, like leveled up my hack so I can just get into every uh-huh. little safe and buy like 400 guns and then just sell them so I can upgrade my hammer. It's a, yeah. I'm kind of like, I, I really like this, but I also don't know if I like what it says about me as a player. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, sometimes you want that though, right? Like sometimes yeah. it just feels good to like check things off of a list. And I think that manifests itself in different ways in different games. Like, you know, if you weren't doing this, you could be playing Assassin's Creed and be instead of looting everything mm. inside of a single building, you'd just be clearing mm. out all the bandit camps and it would still be just checking boxes, you know? And I think that's fine. I think that that's like a totally reasonable thing to enjoy sometimes. Yeah, totally. And I and I genuinely do like this world and its fiction. Like it is like a very warm right. and funny thing, even though it's like kind of gross sometimes. <laughs> like kind of like oh, how many ways have people cubes. died? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's meat cubes. Uh, there people got compacted into some some meat cubes at one Oops. point in this. There's a yeah. It's a there's a few. That sounds meat tough. Cubes. Couldn't be me. Oh. No, it's meat, oh. Nikki. Oh, yeah, so you just kind of missed the consonant there at the end. It's fine. Sorry, it's my accent for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I am really enjoying it. I am enjoying that it's an excuse to play the Ellie stuff as well. And I am undoubtedly going to 100 percent this uh, this section, and, like down to like, oh, was there a, a syringe of drug over here? Even if I won't put it in my character, I'll like make sure to sell it and be like, that was worth the three bits. I uh-huh. got for that. <laughs> I mean, that's good to hear because actually one of my my I had a couple of questions about this thing, but like one of my big ones was this comes so long. It feels like after the original game came out, I was wondering if it made it worthwhile to go back. But it sounds like there's a lot here. Yeah. Surprisingly, again, I, I kind of went into this thinking, yeah, this will be a nice like and I don't. I don't care. I don't actually usually like things that are super long, but I've I've appreciated how uh, beefy this is, I suppose. Like, I've appreciated how much there is to do. And also the art on this kind of uh, area is really, really funky and really, really cool. Like, it's, it's very... Uh, it's like a desert looking area, but it has a lot of like blue glowing grass, oh. like some sort of weird glowy vegetation. There's some like fossils in the in the sort of walls. There's a lot of funky star patterns and things like that going on. So it's like, you know, the, the main game is super colorful. Like the, the whole right. thing is an extremely colorful experience. But this really kind of leans into that aesthetic a lot. Uh, which I super enjoy. There are actually some areas that look a lot like Bioshock 2 areas, weirdly. Ooh, okay, now you're yeah. getting my attention. I, I see. mean, not, not in terms of gameplay, but like the construction of certain areas is very like, it's art deco and overgrown and also has lots of glowy bits. Uh, so yeah, I, cool. I appreciate that kind of shit. And lots of little story moments, lots of little character things. Uh, so yeah. Awesome. Rocking, um, uh, in case anybody was curious, of course I'm rocking uh, Parvati and Ellie. Uh, for ah. this little playthrough, so did they? This, is, this to me is a huge shock. Yeah. I know, right? 
the, the two like, best characters in that I game. Can't, I can't coolest. believe this. The coolest peeps. Did, actually, that was one of my other questions, too. Does this add any, like, extra stuff with, to do with the companions? Because I felt that was actually, for as good as the stuff that was there was, I feel like, a uh, mm-hmm. lot of the character stuff in that game felt a little thin and just didn't seem like a lot of it, especially with regards to that one robot guy who's like got no personality. Like it's not like Sam, the robot. Yeah. yeah the cleaner um, where <laughs> yeah. he is like, Oh, I'm going to boot him up and he's going to be like an HK 47. He's going to be, you know, sentient or something like that. But it's like, no, he's just kind of a one liner machine. He has no personality. He's not, he's not a sentient machine. He's yeah. just a cleaning robot. And I thought that was actually kind of a huge bummer in that game. Does, do they yeah. add anything new to those characters in this? Oh, uh- I haven't seen anything other than like, you know, they each have specific responses to everything that's happening. You know, sure. every time you make like a decision when you're talking to people in a side quest or in the main quest, they all have their little take. Like Parvati and Ellie have their little banter and they all give you their opinion about every, you know, everything that's kind of going on, which I like because I like those characters. Um, it's also cute because one's super naive and one is super like, I've seen it all, even though she's like, faking it because she's like a rich girl who ran away to be a little roughneck <laughs> but she's a doctor slash medic slash whatever the fuck it is in this world so it's fine yeah. um yeah like it's not so far i haven't seen any companion specific stuff in it but it has enough of that flavor it has enough of the characters interacting that it kind of adds that bit that's cool so yeah it's really fun it's it's again it's like game length like it, it right. feels like a complete game mm. in itself like if this was all uh, Outer Worlds was, I, I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, well, the, this is the a Outer game. Worlds, <laughs> you said you've just spent like, what, like 18 hours in this or something? Uh, this specific DLC, probably 12, 13. 12, 13? Uh, at this point, yeah. Cause, cause I was and not, say, I'm like, not done yet, so. Yeah. Right. And the Outer Worlds itself is only like 25, 30 yeah, hours. Yeah, Outer Worlds was short. Yeah. I may have put far more of than that. Into <laughs> it. I may have done that a little bit. Ah, uh, there's a first person game with hacking and opening chests and <laughs> looting people in it. Uh, well, I wonder how much time Danielle. Oh, she's already got 100. Okay, well, 100 hours, I see. Uh, I have a little problem. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest with y'all. I have a little problem. Hey, no, that's fine. Uh, honestly, it's good to know because I'm always kind of on the lookout for more games that I think like might um, be in your wheelhouse just based on that, on the compulsive looting end of things and the compulsive like yeah. gotta check every terminal, gotta ch- open every jar. I have to read every message. I, I just don't understand like how you've never gotten into like looter shooters, right? Yeah, I I'm mean, truly is it just afraid? That- <laughs> is it just that they, the narrative hook isn't there and they're just so much more about just like numbers? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I I, that. I've put a few hours into Destiny, like, whatever the Destiny 2, like, the first, yeah. you know, whatever the first few missions were. It just didn't do anything for me. It, it's yeah. probably to do with the narrative. Like, I need some sort of excuse or else I will, like, kick myself for being like, oh, I just played a game and like, mm. oh, I like this character, blah, 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 blah. Otherwise, I will like be very mad and be a very stern dad with myself about like, what did, what did you do today, son? Like, what, uh, <laughs> I will, uh, my brain right, is, yeah. is fucking, well, I don't yeah, know why. I mean, sure, yeah, we all have yeah. to deal with that. We all have to deal with the fact that we're- <laughs> Stern dad? Uh, our inner stern dads, for sure. Yeah. Right. But you just us. say, hey, fuck off, dad. Yeah. You fucked right. up the planet, so I'm gonna go- I need my legendaries with, w- with all my friends in space and be that's a space hero. I'm also bad at games. Is the other problem? Oh, I don't that, think that's that is, true. Yeah, that's not true, Danielle. Yeah, Danielle. I, uh, 
I've seen you you, I've up. seen you play some games, and let me tell you, you are better at a lot of the games that you play than I would ever be in my life. I no, I'm not like I'm not good at shooting things. I like fucking around with systems, and I like like things like the easy button, the prismatic hammer. That makes me so happy because I'm like I don't have to give a shit. I can just aim this generally in the right direction, and it's a big elemental hammer that does all sorts of sparkly shit all over the screen, and everybody dies. It's great. I'm just not good at like shooting, like pinpoint shooting. I just get bored easily with that, I mean, and that, that might be the issue. I, that I think also maybe speaks to why you like like tactical games and turn-based. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Jordo points out uh, literally um, uh, 2,700 hours into the breach. I'm bad at video games. <laughs> it's, it's between 2,200 and 2,300. Right? Okay, on, sorry. Now, Danielle, how many consoles do you own it on? Uh-huh. Oh, man. that's good. That's a good number. And, and that, that 2,200 hours is only logged on one of those consoles, that's, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh-huh. That is correct. Uh-huh. That's a correct statement. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just, just pointing that out there. Because, um, cause, yeah, I would like think that, you know, some... Invisible Ink is always a game that I feel like I'm amazed that you oh, yeah. play a ton I'm of. I'm pretty sure mm. Austin has purchased it for me. Wow. And I just never, uh, like, uh, started it because my Into the Breach... Love was so strong, I just couldn't stop that until I had Animal Crossing, which then became my everyday warm-up game, so I put in a lot of hours to that. Sure. I, t- what, it's weird, y'all. Video games are weird. Video games are I'm weird. weird about games, but I do, Steven, as a fun segue, I did want to mention um, that I watched you play a game for a few hours this week that was super fun, and it yeah. was fun for me to kind of watch it again, and it's a game I've never played, but I'm very familiar with it because I watched a lot of speedrunning of it when it was first first out so that was that was really cool too yeah I no that. i yeah i loved that stream we did a stream of sekiro shadows die twice last friday that was uh just kind of a we needed a, all a way to decompress and um yeah. chill out and so i played sekiro while danielle commentated and um i know that's an older game too so i don't need to like you know beat it to death they're actually putting out dlc for it soon which is also wild what? like be- that's yeah. also like over a year really? after i think it's like <laughs> two years at this point because Sekiro oh, shit, is it? it's like a year and a half to two years because Sekiro was one of the first games I covered for Fanbyte when we launched the site it, I covered it oh, at that GGC Sekiro okay. launched March 22nd 2019 holy right. cr- oh my god what Damn. is time so like a That's year and a half up. now yeah um, they're putting out DLC for it in October uh, which is like it's not new like content in the sense of like new bosses new zones or anything like that it's like they're adding a boss rush mode and a bunch of other stuff to it like i think there's they're adding like a roguelike mode or like some kind of like hardcore mode where if you die once you you die permanently kind of thing they um, uninstall the game and it's a whole thing yeah yeah it uninstalls it your mm. disc gets destroyed hideo kojima um <laughs> installs a chip on it that destroys it <laughs> Jordo <laughs> um, in the chat says shadows die once which is very funny to me <laughs> I mean that's every other game yeah pretty right? much yeah. you die once yeah but in Sekiro you can die, die t- actually it, it's always been funny no, to me because you can only die once yeah you can die well in Sekiro you can die up to three times actually what <laughs> on a run yeah. yeah I learned that that's fucked up. Yeah, I'd forgotten that about cool. that, actually. It was just very funny to me because it's literally hinted at in the subtitle of the game. And I <laughs> beat that game when it came out. And I yeah. completely forgotten until I died on stream that, oh, yeah, there's a button you can press to just come back to life sometimes. 
Um, for people who don't know, Sekiro is the latest game from uh, from software. It's also the last game they'll ever make because uh, Elden Ring is never coming out. Uh, call on mm. it here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, Steven. That game is never coming out. Uh, I think that game is like still set for like launch 2020, late 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, they have they have they have two weeks to get this game done. <laughs> oh, that's what happens when you associate with George R. R. Martin on a project. Um, oh boy. Yeah, so it's just a good game. Like, it's a surprisingly, like, uh, I feel bad because I was skipping through a lot of the story and cutscenes in that game. Not, not even cut the cutscenes, I guess. I was just, like, buttoning through the dialogue very quickly. But I actually think the story in Sekiro is very cool and good. It's this uh, sort of feudal Japan-looking area where... The beginning of the game, in a very Bloodborne-like way, everything everything seems to be one way, where it's you versus a bunch of soldiers and dudes, and there are slight mm. hints that something more supernatural is going on, or that there are like more mythical or legendary sort of beings. And as the game progresses, as war breaks out across this like province of Ashina is the name of the the area where the game takes place. Um, it seems like the land and the people in it become tainted and transformed and corrupted over time to become more monstrous and demonic. And things that were originally you would have think like looked at it and been like, oh, that's a normal thing that people look at and think, ah, this is scary. This is probably fantastical, but you know, as like a rational human being, that's just a bull with a bunch of flaming branches tied to its horns. <laughs> yeah. Um, that stuff becomes more fantastical over time because like the war that is going on in the game starts corrupting the land and changing things. So there is a there is a kind of Bloodborne style turn in that game eventually, but I was buttoning yeah. through a lot of the early stuff very quickly. And then a big snake. Big and, snake shows and up. And then there's we a had big that snake. Part. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you stab that frozen big snake. solid snake. Yeah, frozen solid snake, a big icy <laughs> snake, um, who you stab in the eye. Also, I got hit by his belly, and he didn't notice me, but he knocked me like thirty feet back onto my back. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just so. Uh, the thing is, I never beat that game. I never beat the se- true secret ending of that game. And I wanted to go back and find an excuse to to go and go do that, um, especially mm. now before this DLC comes out to go fight the true final boss. I did everything I needed to do to unlock the final yeah. boss. I yeah. just forgot to hand an item. I like logged off one night. I was like, OK, I'm, I'm done for the night. I'll get all this done tomorrow. After getting like this key item that you have to do all that you have to run through all these hoops to get uh, out of like this bottom of this lake. And then I was like, okay, I just need to remember that I give that to the NPC tomorrow. And then I forgot to give that fucking thing to an NPC before I went to the final boss. And so the actual secret final boss and all the secret final fights never triggered. So I never got the the true ending of Sekiro. And it drives me nuts. Yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, big F. Three, yeah. With Dark Souls 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you had the side quest stuff that you uh, were so pissed that broke, it seemed like. I just had to. I broke my heart. Yeah, Broke I'm my sorry. heart. Yeah. It's a big F. But uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Sekiro still probably the best playing game that those guys have ever made or that, that those folks have ever made because it is um, yeah. just the, the parry mechanic in that game, especially coming off of Marvel's Avengers, which uh, has a parry mechanic as a major concept, but mm-hmm. is bad <laughs> and squishy <Yeah. laughs> and not well telegraphed. That game where it's just like, no, nah, just sit here, fucking watch that guy's sword move through the air. Just watch it. Just sit there. Oh, you did it too early because you got too fucking greedy. You got too fucking greedy, and now you lost a bunch of stamina. Dumbass. Oh. Um, 
it is oh. the it is the perfect uh, like reflection of like risk reward and that style of gameplay to me where uh, they they really really wanted to force players to interact with the pairing mechanic from those games and they finally yeah. like perfected it they tuned it to perfection and uh, it feels good and I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm back on that I'm uh, I would love to continue streaming that with you with, with you Danielle yeah that would be awesome. I love um, a good. I love a good stream. I've decided that I don't hate uh, streaming myself anymore. For you know, I don't know if other people have gone through arcs with streaming where you love it and then you just don't want to do it, and then sure. you just yeah. feel like you're bad yeah. at it and you get sad, yeah. and then yep. yeah. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Danielle. You you said streaming. I think you meant like with literally everything in life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like working and like being excellent. Yeah, is that kind of what you're talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Working, yeah. relationships, going to school. Yeah, writing. is that a euphemism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> life. Streaming, streaming my life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Stephen, do you have another video game to talk about? Because uh, while y'all were talking, I played. Four video games. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, well, I did play some other for some other games, but I can come back uh, to them uh, later because one of them is going to be on a review pod. I, I beat Paradise Killer yesterday. Ah, finally, I just bought that game. Did uh, you find cool. the killer? I did find the killer. Yeah. Whoa! I, I solved the mystery. Um, huh? I don't want to say too much more than that because I don't want to spoil it for people because it's a mystery, <laughs> a murder mystery. <laughs> but uh, I played <laughs> a bit of that. It was m- I, I sh- Colonel? It was Colonel. Fuck, Nikki! I just said I didn't want to spoil yeah, it. Oh sorry. no, you're gonna have sorry. to erase this. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, please get this. Jordan, can you bleep that? <laughs> um, I do want to very, very briefly because we're, we're actually gonna try and keep this a short episode too. I very briefly want to mention that I played a game called Star Renegades uh, that I didn't oh, get to mention mm, last week. Yeah, I, I have purchased this game and not launched it yet. It is a very. I actually talked about this with former fanbite intern Ren uh, yesterday. Oh, oh. Uh, Star Renegades. I think Jordan is also saying is on Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, mm. Which is, uh, hey, if it's, if you have Game Pass, uh, you should definitely check this game out. I have some reservations about this game. I don't think it's perfect, um, but if you can get it for free on Game Pass, definitely give it a try because it is a it is a gorgeous game with a really fucking cool combat style. It is a uh, turn based sort of tactical RPG sort of thing um, in the vein of like kind of like an Etrian Odyssey where you have like a front line and a back line. But really what it's about is, and I talked about this when I talked about another game a few weeks ago called Other Side, about how this feels like a concept in games that is just becoming more and more prevalent, um, Mm. where there is a timeline bar on screen and you can see where all of your characters and all of your enemies will act on the timeline and it is and all the combat is entirely based around trying to act before them, because if you act mm-hmm. before an enemy against them, if you do an attack against them that will land earlier than them in the timeline, it's always a guaranteed crit. And critting in this game does more damage usually, but also crits usually come with special uh, extra different modifiers like oh if you crit you'll also break their armor or you'll push them back several seconds on the timeline and if you move an enemy all the way off a timeline each timeline is like you know abstracted as to represent 60 seconds if you push them all the way 60 seconds off of the timeline they're broken and they don't get to act for that turn but then they develop a resistance for the next turn so you can't keep breaking them over and over and over again, but you do give yourself a bunch of wiggle room to remove their armor, debuff them so they do less damage next time, a whole bunch of other stuff like that. You can stun them. I think my problem with the game, it has a it has a Darkest Dungeon style camping mechanic, which is really cool. Um, mm. My problem with the game is I think the tone does not fit the art style or the world or the characters 
particularly well at all. It is going for this very irreverent. It looks it's got this kind of like Octopath Traveler, but sci-fi, cyberpunk, huh. super future. Everybody's a half a cyborg. Some people are genetically modified super soldiers. Somebody's power armor. They all look dope as fuck. And then they talk and they fucking sound like memes. They sound like tweets, if that no. makes sense. <laughs> I hate it. I hate oh, good. it. Yeah. Oh, Merritt, I hate it so much. What did they talk just like law fucking owned noob? <laughs> Not that there's some NPCs that you talk to that definitely sound like that, but mostly it's a lot of them just being like very um, nonchalant about like um, murder or uh, like, oh, this character is the is the charming rogue. He's like a ba- there's a, you get a guy early on who's like a star lord. Basically, he's got like two guns and he's got a leather jacket and like the mm-hmm. sweat back hair. And his whole thing is like. Uh, I'm a, you know, he's Mirage from, from Apex Legends too, is like basically mm. his personality. I'm kind of, uh, I'm like roguishly handsome, but also I'm a dumbass and I say <laughs> stupid things and kind of a coward, unclear. And that's their whole personality quirk. And then there's one guy who's a uh, robot who worships like the dead Titans that who's, who's like giant 600 foot tall fingers stick out of the ground some places because this all the first level is all takes place on a world where like there were machine gods from 6,000 years ago and their corpses are just sticking out of the ground as mountains in some places and it looks so cool and then like you get this guy who's like he worships these dead gods or whatever and it's just like the joke is that he worships them so much like what if worship dead gods but too much and it's just Mm. kind of like constantly goofy that he loves these gods so much and is like constantly commenting on it and it just doesn't take itself seriously. In it the- sounds it sounds like they went to the Borderlands school it's, of character development. Oh no. It's not as like faux edgy as mm, Borderlands. Okay. Well, but, that's good. But the, so the they way, dropped out is what you're saying. <laughs> they dropped yeah. out halfway. They were they like, enrolled, but they this. dropped out. <laughs> totally. Uh, the, the way I did describe it to Ren, I think, is the way that I it, they 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 talk like that the lines of dialogue all feel like this is a tweet like this this is a joke that you would dash off in a tweet really quick it's a it's a quick line of dialogue rather than something that somebody sat down and really thought about what they were writing and i don't know uh we can move on from that but uh definitely worth a check if you if you have it on game pass and even if you don't it's not super expensive anyway nikki what are these four games you played speaking (laughs) of game pass have you heard of these brand new video games halo 5 no man's sky Oh boy. After party and or Minecraft Dungeons. You squeezed well, all those in right in the last five I minutes. Played, I played all all four of them using the power of xCloud uh-huh. because that's out now. <laughs> okay. Um, and I booted, I, I scrounged and found my old Android phone and I booted that up and then I installed the app. And hey, that, that shit just works. Oh, yeah. It's good as hell. Cool. Yeah. Nice. This shit just works. How was the how were the load times on some of those? Fine. Okay, because I remember like No Man's <laughs> Sky in particular has like a really long initial boot usually. And yeah. the fact that you said I are you is that a goof or did you literally boot them up? No, I no, I booted all oh, four wow. of them up and then like moved around in all four of them. Cool. I like started a match in Halo 5. That's cool. And then I backed Whoa. out. So sorry to the people I was playing Halo 5 with. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but I wanted to see how the latency was and it's honestly, it's fine. Like I'm not about to play all of halo five this way. Um, No, 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 no. But but like for after after party, party, yeah, like, like absolutely a perfect use case for this Minecraft dungeons, totally serviceable. Um, like the golf game, like absolutely like it so far has been working really, really well. Yeah. 
um, in the 25 minutes I've been playing with it. That's so cool. It, uh, it is cool. That is not out on iOS products right now, though. Probably. Right? Nope. Probably never. Yeah. Okay. Because Apple, Apple wants when we can, we should wrap, but Apple wants Microsoft to upload every single game that would live inside of Game Pass as its own app to the App Store. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> and then you would have to, like, click on, like, the Halo 5 app, and it would just take you to the Game Pass app. So that's But then like, if you bought anything inside of Halo 5, then Apple would get their 30% cut. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how it all kind so, of shakes out. Uh, yeah. Which maybe shines a little bit more context on the whole Microsoft standing up for Epic in the earlier on in yeah. some of the uh, in the Epic Apple dispute stuff. Uh, Hashtag free Fortnite. <laughs> Hashtag free Fortnite. There we go. <laughs> Finally, someone speaks up. Hashtag 1980 Fortnite. Fuck. Yeah. God damn it. We haven't even. Mm. We should that wrap up. That would have been a better hashtag. <laughs> I thought that was. I, well, it wasn't the hashtag, but I, I mean, thought they that did was say the that. name. Yeah. yeah. And I see that Nikki has just tweeted free Fortnite. Very yeah, timely yeah. message. Timely wow. politics in games. I mean, politics has no place in video games. Get Fortnite Apple War out of my Fortnite game. Yeah. Um, <gasps> well, I mean, on such a, you know, astounding and meaningful I would say philosophical note. We should probably wrap up this year podcast because we were again trying to shoot for a shorter one this week. But thank you all for joining me once again. I love talking to you guys. It's nice to be yeah. back. I took yesterday yeah. off. This is cool. Yeah. Uh, if you like us, you can show your support by telling all of your friends and family that might be interested in our shows about Fanwith or any of the other podcasts you can find on fanbyte.com slash podcasts. You can also go and rate and review us on iTunes, on Spotify, on whatever it is that you happen to use as your thing as of, of choice. Uh, Nikki says, OP, sorry. Nikki is <laughs> typing. I did not bring it with me when I moved. This is all great audio. Oh, this is for Jordan, <laughs> not for like public consumption. Got it. Hey, we do a lot of things behind the curtain here I, at Fanbyte. See, yeah. This is just another example of us uh, being radically transparent. Yeah, with our this curtain. Is radical transparency. Fanbyte.com. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a I, shower curtain. It's a clear replaced, shower curtain. Yeah, I, I replace my skin with uh, like a clear plastic it's with like that plastic that they put. All made electronics out of in like the 2000s. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So you can see kind of all the circuits and stuff. Yeah, my PS4 exactly. controller has that. Um, I found one of those. My it's computer nice. has one side that's just a piece of glass so I can see all the yeah. things spinning and going nice. and lighting up. Nice. Yeah. If anybody wants to send me a transparent new, new Nintendo Switch controller, I would uh, ple- I would definitely accept that because all mine are broken and uh, they're sold out everywhere, it turns out. so Cool. Um, but oh. barring that, the, still the best way to support us is to go to any of those different podcatchers that you use and give us a rating and review to let other people know that you enjoy the show. Uh, you can go to fanbyte.com slash podcast to subscribe to all of our different other shows. You can go to fanbyte.casa to join our Discord community. It's full of a bunch of <laughs> wonderful people who have game nights and share pet pics and do a bunch of other fun stuff in there. Uh, I happen to think that it is a, a little, you know, fun group of folks and uh, you can go check it out. And if you want to follow Fanbyte on Twitter to see all of our latest content, including our articles, new episodes of podcasts, anything like that, go to fanbyte.com, or rather, go to twitter.com and go to at uh, Fanbyte Media on Twitter. Nikki says to plug podcast dot, podcastnet.work. Is that, is that a URL? That's us. We have? 
We have yeah, that's that, us. Huh? That's Podcastnet.work is us. That's it great. It takes you to fanbyte.com slash podcast. Oh, okay. So not a confusing URL at all. Podcastnet.work is, uh, <laughs> will definitely take you. It's way easier to say out loud very quickly than uh, fanbyte.com slash podcasts. But, you know, if you need to use that URL and justify that purchase, go ahead. Um, go ahead and do that one. Listen, that's not my money. That's Taylor's money. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's not fanbyte well. money. Um, if you want to uh, follow other people who work at Fanbyte, though, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Steven Strum. You can follow Danielle. Uh, I am at Danielle R.I. I got really confused for a second. I don't know why, but that's where I am. All right. Well, you know, it happens to the best of us. You can also follow <laughs> Nikki. Uh, at Godsua, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. And you can follow Merritt. Uh, at Merritt Keck. Thanks, everybody, once again for listening. That goes for you, two listeners. Uh, we'll be back again next Tuesday with another episode of Fan Width. And in the meantime, again, make sure you check out all of our other shows. We did just put up in this feed. Um, if you're listening to this already, you probably noticed it. But Nikki and I did an Avengers uh, review podcast that also has some spoilers in it. Spoiler cast-like yeah. qualities that is a very fun ride. And we're going to get another review podcast up uh, later this week by the sound of it. So keep Ooh. an eye out for that. Yeah. Excellent. Until next week, I love you. Aww. Bye. Bye. Bye.